Final Frame Season 4, Episode 6 is here with Brett Maloney and Dan Gardella, except today, we don't got Dan Gardella. We got to replace the man out of commission just in time for the NFL playoffs. But two of our boys have stepped in, Michael Zawoski, Tyler Walsh. How are we doing? You excited to be back on the pod? It's been a while. It's been too long, way too long. Very excited to be back. Can't wait to talk about these playoff games. Yep. Yeah. After a two-year hiatus, I'm ready to make my return back on the pod. Uh, let's get it. Yeah, I mean, Tyler, you're right. NFL playoffs are here in about an hour, and we'll talk about that. We'll break down the whole playoffs, and then, but before then, start with just a little season recap, and then maybe even throw in a little bit of the college football playoff championship that comes on Monday between Ohio State and Alabama. But to start it, let's go a little season review in the NFL. So obviously, you know, the six, the seven playoff teams now with the new addition this year. If there's one team, we'll start this way. If there's one team that you guys were surprised to see make the jump into the playoffs this year, who would you say it is? You want to start, Mike? Yeah, sure. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I definitely did not think the Washington football team would be that team coming out of the, the uh, what is it, the NFC uh, East. I definitely thought, I mean, the, de- the Prescott injury definitely did not help the cause. But even having Andy Dalton, that's just like, he's a, a, serviceable, a serviceable backup with, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and those guys. But I definitely did not think the Washington football team, especially not even starting Dwayne Haskins for – uh, a portion of the season. Alex Smith coming in off that injury and just, you know, actually getting some dubs. Um, four and one, Alex Smith was. So, I don't know. I'm surprised that the Washington football team, their defense definitely stepped up and uh, got them there. But Yeah, I agree with the Washington football team. I was actually going to go there, but just for our segment, get a little more going, I'm going to actually say the Rams. Uh, I was expecting them to take a huge step back this year. Uh, Jared Goff, honestly, since like, McVay's first second year he's been regressing pretty badly uh they lost Todd Gurley uh these running backs these rookie running backs have all been stepping up and honestly I just haven't expected any of it Cooper Cup's playing well Van Jefferson that rookie wide receiver he's been playing really well um Verrett out of Ohio State I believe he's playing cornerback there he's been playing insane I just wasn't expecting any of it to be honest I thought they weren't gonna make the playoffs at all I like those. I The Rams, yeah, the Rams were one for me too. But as you said, for the sake of change, I think I'm actually going to go with the Colts. I like – I love the roster on the Colts, but like I really just thought Phillip Rivers had absolutely nothing left in the tank. And, I mean, he hasn't really like done anything like spectacular, but the guy wins games. And he led them to an 11-5 record. Won them the crucial last game of the year to get them in the playoffs with a little help from from the Bills, who they played today later on. But I just was not expecting Rivers to do kind of anything. I thought it was kind of just like a uh, like farewell tour almost. You could say he got a little help from his running back. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help that you have Jonathan Taylor coming in and just lighting the world on fire in the last month of the year to carry you to the playoffs or that. Unleashed in the last defense carried you the first like six weeks of the year, which JT wasn't even starting in the beginning until Marlon Mack got that injury in week one. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy because they do finish with almost 1200 yards rushing. 
Yeah, he finished third campaign. The, finished third in the league. But hey, that's probably a blessing in disguise for the Colts at this point now. <laughs> so then I'll flip that the other way. If there's a team you thought that was going to be in the playoffs that isn't, who would it be? Hmm. Like, oh pre, like we talking preseason? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, All right. if you were to look at, like, the NFL landscape in week one, you'd be like, this is definitely a playoff team. Who would it be? I'm going to say the Cardinals. I just thought adding Diop, second year under Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler's second year, them together, like, they're kind of just going to light the world on fire. And then – they were, they were hot at the beginning of the year. People kind of started to figure them out. Kyler got that shoulder injury. And from then on out, it kind of just, like, slowly regressed, went downhill. They had a chance to win in the last week. And obviously, like, the injury part sucked because Kyler's shoulder so messed up. And then he rolled his ankle. But I think, like, the future's definitely still bright for that team. Like, the guy's 22 years old. But – I was really expecting them to take that leap forward and then drafting like Isaiah Simmons round one was just, he just fell into their lap. And I know he didn't play extremely well, but the talent's obviously there. Yeah. I was going to go with the team, like the dolphins after all the moves they made this off season, all these signings, Kyle Van Noy, I thought this defense, well, they did really bring it together, but I guess the offense was kind of lacking. Whereas uh, I thought too, it was going to come in instantly start lighting it up. But they actually thought they played with Fitzpatrick, and he's played well. But when Tua came in, I thought Mike Jasicki, all these younger guys, he would light them up. But just not happening like I thought it would. Yeah, Tua, Tua, like, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm sold on the guy yet. And like, obviously, like you guys know, like I was never sold on the guy in college to start with. But like, something like I don't know if it was the hip, but something about it just seemed off. Like the whole whole time i don't know if it's just like it look, everything looks weird with him being a lefty yeah and so everything's kind of backwards but like it just seemed so off the whole time yeah lately there's been a huge push about the miami possibly drafting quarterback at three which yeah I think see but like when it comes to when it comes to that like i don't even think i'd do that you that's basically a waste like why yeah. draft the guy fifth overall unless like unless he was like getting like Trevor Lawrence, like and Tua the, has has like a half season experience. Yeah, he played what like seven games, yeah, nine games, something like that. But like it, two years bef- two years prior, like when the Cardinals did, it was like all right, like Kyler and Kingsbury like fit perfectly together, and Kingsbury like wants the guy. Yeah, luckily like Flores for the Dolphins came out and said like Tua is our guy, and we're not. Also, I think like Kyler compared to Rosen, so I think Tua is better than any prospect that's going to be there at three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, I just wouldn't give up on the guy as much. Like, if you like him or not and you like the skill or not, I wouldn't give up on the guy seven, eight, nine games into his college or into his professional career. Yeah. The only thing I've been worried about recently is his ability throwing downfield has just been gone. I don't know if it's the hip. He doesn't have the thrust anymore, but it just doesn't happen. He's doing these little out routes, these little slants. It's, it's, yeah. worry- it's definitely worrying for the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, if he struggles again next year, then, like, all right, then it's, like, a conversation to have. But you kind of just got to ride it out. And, like, the thing, especially now, like, in the NFL with rookie QBs, not even, like, rookie contract QBs is, like, their money is so low 
that you can build a team around them. Like that's how like the Rams got to the Super Bowl that year is you just stack everyone else up because you're paying Goff so little money where if he's just serviceable at best, you have a chance to win a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, just one more thing I wanted to touch on. And uh, with these, these short route worries, I've been thinking uh, someone like Jamar Chase at three would just be unreal for this team. I, yeah. I mean, I think they got to go. They just need weapons. He just simply needs more weapons out there. Even if you take Chase, you take Devontae, who's like his college buddy, like either oh, yeah, one of them, yeah. like go for it. It'll only help. Like it can't mm-hmm. help to have more weapons. Agreed. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, I was just looking. Um, I was. I think I'm going to say either the Chargers or the Vikings. I feel like the Vikings are always right there and they just can't get over the hump to get into the playoffs. Like, I feel like every year they're just like perfectly in the middle. So it's Kirk. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you can say. Yeah. Dude, the guy won a playoff game last year. I mean, I don't know. You can say what you want. You know, Kirk has the, it's just like every quarterback quarterbacks have bad games, you know, the defense, whatnot. But I think more so the chargers, like uh, we were just talking about before how the chargers beat Lamar. Uh, in his first playoff start and then last year what was the stat like 10 of the Chargers games were decided by a, like a few points or less very minimal margin, like yeah. Yeah, every every, thought, game, every game they play is close it's not like right. they're blown out the only exactly. game blown out was against the Pats right and I think and I thought for sure that after drafting Herbert and inserting him to that offense with Hunter Henry Keenan Allen Austin Eckler Mike Williams and putting Herbert in that perfect situation for him um, I thought for sure that it would get them over the hump and maybe, I mean, they finished seven and nine, which is, which is an improvement, but I mean, maybe they fired the coach. So maybe, maybe it is the coaching at the end of the day, because we all know Herbert came in and lit it up and the offense was moving. Um, so maybe yeah, next year getting Darwin James back and everything, but I was going to uh, say that the firing, firing the coach is probably like the only move that could be made in that case, like regardless if it was him, who's actually the problem or not, like, cause if it's not the coach, then what is it? Cause the offense is putting up numbers. Yeah. And like Defense they have pieces on the its own. Too. Yeah. So it has like, yeah, it just falls on him regardless. It's, but it's like, gotta be him. So I guess we'll find out. And like, as we, as we've talked about, like off the air, like that Chargers job is like one of, if not the most attractive job when it comes to like the NFL coaching vacancies because of everything that they have. Right. And it's, it's, we said the same thing last year when Herbert got drafted there, that was the perfect situation for a QB to get drafted into. Now it's the perfect situation for a coach to get hired into. So yeah. Perennial all pro wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Started defensive end already. You have a cornerback. Derwin James will be coming back. Teams. They drafted Kenneth Murray last year too, who like led the team in tackles. So like very upsetting to discuss as a Jets fan. <laughs> yeah. It happens good. Hey, he's wearing his pats hat and we can't really talk <laughs> much either. Yeah. It used to be that way. Not anymore, man. Because of Cam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um so we'll do we'll do the same question again. It's going to be a little more difficult because it's just going to be like player, like player based. So like you can be based off, like, I don't want to say based off like fantasy, but like, if that's how like you think of a player, like that's how you think of a player. But like, 
in terms of a player you came into the air and like you didn't really either know much about or like think much about and then like now in wild card weekend you're like damn like this dude's a stud yeah i can start um it might not be as crazy to some people but josh allen took an absolutely insane leap to me uh last year these these long balls never connecting it just looked wild the legs were always there but now that these these long balls are falling to stefan diggs and cole beasley he's literally putting up mvp numbers and it's just I don't think anyone really saw it coming. The guy, the guy made Cole Beasley into an all-pro. He got named second-team all-pro yesterday. Like, you would have never thought about that. Diggs leads the league in uh, yards and catches, I believe. Yeah. Besides, like, besides, like, Diggs leads the league, yeah. Yards, catches, all that. And then, like, Beasley's been an absolute third-down monster for them as well. Yeah, he's put up career numbers in all stats. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, he's he's been wild. Uh, For me... I, I two guys come to mind. First, I'm gonna say David Montgomery on the Bears. Like, I drafted that dude in fantasy. I was like, oh, he's RB one. Like, he'll he'll get touches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then if you just like look at his numbers, you can think of it from a fantasy stat wise or just like a regular stat wise. Like, the dude's just been balling those last few weeks. Like, he's a huge reason why the Bears got into the playoffs. Um, at the end of the season as opposed to that, because that playoff race was tight. So um, he's just been balling out these last few seasons or uh, weeks, I mean, rather. And then um, also I'm thinking AJ Brown comes to mind as well. Like I, we knew the dude had potential, but like, I don't know, just watching some of the Titans games this year, like that dude is just, he's a, a man among boys. It looks like him and his boy DK from Ole Miss, you know, those two guys are just, they're just balling out. And I, was, I, was, I was about to say that same thing. I Like, they've just been balling out. And uh, I knew DK was going to be good, but A.J. Brown surprised me this year. So. Yeah, I'm like, going to go. I'm going to go. Even since, oh, you can go. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, even since that Ole Miss picture where it's him and DK in the locker room, they're both flexing. You can see he's absolutely huge. Even since then, I feel like he's kind of been in DK's shadow up until this year where he, he really proved, like, he's one of the best receivers in football. Yep. I agree. Yeah, he, like, proved he's, like, as good and, like, as talented. And, he's, like, luckily, he's going like, to be it for a while. Yeah, luckily, like, they've worked with Tannehill so much to, like, make him become such a better QB than what he was in Miami. And now, like, he has this connection with AJ and Corey Davis and all those other guys in Tennessee that just – and then, it, obviously, it helps you with Derrick Henry. So, you're never going to get double teamed because you're always going to have seven guys in the box worrying about him. But I'm going to go the same route as Tyler on the Bills' sake, and I'm just going to go to Stephon Diggs. Like, it might be obvious, but, like, the guy has transformed himself in less than a year into a arguably top five, five, top three wide receiver in the NFL. Like, if you were to think, like, a year ago, him and Thielen are together, and, yeah, like, everyone knows Diggs, you know, like, what he's done in Minnesota, but, like, you wouldn't have considered him a top five guy when you have guys like – D-Hop, Devontae, Michael Thomas, Tyreek, Julio. Like, he would never be in that consideration. And then, like, now fast forward a year and you're, like, leads the league in catches, leads the league in yards, up there in touchdowns. He's just – he's been it all. And, like, he's propelled the Bills into this talk about potentially going to the Super Bowl, knocking off the Chiefs, and then, damn, even winning the Super Bowl. So, like, 
the impact he's had more than even just like the yards is something that's crazy, especially in a year that we've had now where he didn't get any training camp. He didn't have any preseason games. Like there's a story out there where he made his connection with Josh Allen off of like playing COD on like PS4. Yeah. Even last year, I've, I've always thought Diggs was great. I think Minnesota might've just kind of struggled to use him because honestly, they kind of just used him as a deep guy. And uh, I think he's one of the best route runners in football and we've just seen it on the bills. They just kind of unleashed him on defenses. Yeah. I remember the, like, I don't know what game it was, but like he, he like took a, like a crossing route or like a slant route and just like absolutely burned by the guy. Like, on his yeah. hip he just his feet are just level. so fast so i was like geez like this guy i didn't know he, i didn't know he had that in the bag i knew he had the hands i knew he had this and that but like then to just turn on the burners and go to work like that it was like all right like this guy this guy's legit and he he leads the league in receiving yards by almost a whole entire game he's like oh, yeah. he's like plus 130 on receiving yards like yeah. some receivers won't even get that in a game and then if you look at two through four we were talking yesterday off the air, like it's a matter of 16 yards that the difference between the two, three, four receiver and Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs is just in a realm of his own with like, was it 15, 60 or something like that? Like, yeah, he's been yeah. Insane. that's absurd. So then the reverse of that is like a player who like you came into like the air and you're like, all right, like, yeah, this guy's nasty. And now it's just like, it's kind of in question of like, does he have a lot left in the tank? Like, what's up with the guy? And to be honest, for me, like, I still view him as, a, like, a top three, like, wide receiver. But, like, dude, I don't know. I don't know if it's Matt Ryan, but, like, Julio just, like, I don't know if he can't stay healthy. Is it Matt Ryan? Was it Dan Quinn and the coaching staff? But, like, something just didn't feel right like the whole year with the emergence of calvin ridley is also probably part of it as well because like julio when he was like back a few years ago when he was just like that number one receiver and like that was no question it was julio jones when he signed that was it 67 million guaranteed money fully that deal like it was like julio is the guy and now you insert calvin ridley and calvin ridley and now they're like the one two instead of julio being just the one you know and I think Matt Ryan's also a part of it as well. So, but like even I don't even like yeah Ridley Ridley's emergence is something, but in a way that should also like help Julio because like you got to guard Ridley so that leaves him open as well. But like I don't know he like the guy just always hurt. Ryan is not getting younger, and then the fact that. They signed Todd Gurley, and he did absolutely nothing for that team. Doesn't help either because that takes away the threat of the run. Like, it's basically the same thing that happens at the end of the year why Pittsburgh started losing games. Like, once James Conner got hurt, they stopped running the ball, and Big Ben was forced to drop back and throw it 55 times a night. And, like, you just know the pass is coming, so it's going to be harder to get wide open. Are we, t- are we talking uh, any team, or are we talking just yeah, playoffs? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to, they don't have to be in the playoffs. All right. Falcons damn well aren't in the playoffs. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah. All right. All right. One guy I'll go with where um it's you can't say it's his fault per se, but Kenny Galladay. He's in a very interesting situation this offseason. A free agent Burkett. now. 
the worst coaching job out there. It plagued with injuries this season. Only caught 20 balls for 300 yards and two touchdowns. So I'm just interested to see what's going to happen. It's it's a really tough situation for him. You think he's going to leave? I think I don't think the Lions are going to be willing to give him the money. So I think he's going to take the money somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I'm a huge like I'm a huge Stafford supporter, but like at this stage, like that team's not going to go anywhere right now. Especially like all the good teams that are in the NFC. Like you might as well just blow it up, take the. Because in the NFL, you can rebuild a team in a year to two years if you do it right. Like, you trade Stafford, you get a pick. You let Galladay walk. You just draft and develop guys, take a two-year, like, almost like a two-year hiatus, rebuild the organization, get off some bad contracts. Like, you can be right back up there. But in Galladay's case, like, I feel like if Stafford's not there, he's definitely not going to want to be there. Yeah. All right, well, let me ask you a question. Because Marvin Jones is actually also a free agent. So if you have to pick one, which one are you going to resign? If I'm keeping Stafford, I would keep Galladay as well. It just kind of depends on like the price tag that comes with it. Cause like if he's going to get paid, yeah. like a top- Marvin Jones had a really good year, but it's, yeah. a lot of it was Kenny Galladay being out. I just yeah. gonna say that. I, I think, yeah, especially like the numbers that Jones had, some team that's like desperate for weapons is probably going to slightly overpay to get him there. Mm hmm. A team like, like the Jags could use a receiver. A team like Washington, Giants. any team like that, like who is just the desperate. Patriots, for, yeah, <laughs> that's like any team that's desperate for a wide receiver, like is gonna try and go for him because, like, after those top like four wide receivers on the free agent market in like Godwin, Galladay, uh, Juju, A. Rob, and um, who's the other one? Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson. Like you gotta, you gotta like figure it out some way and how mm-hmm. to like pay for pay for a receiver if you don't want to draft one. Well, uh, just going off what you just said about Juju, that's who I was gonna say. A guy who you think comes in is gonna do great and just kind of fell off. That that was who I was gonna pick was uh, Juju. Um, I don't know, maybe. We can, you know, we were kind of talking about the emergence of Ridley for Julio. Maybe how Claypool and Deontay Johnson came in and, like, Claypool for what? Was it the span of, like, three weeks? He had, like, ten touchdowns or something like that. Maybe it was yeah, a little more. spoon-fed by like, Yeah, exactly. It was, like, three weeks, ten touchdowns, which is absurd. So, maybe that's where Juju or Roethlisberger found some other guys because Roethlisberger was throwing the ball great. It wasn't, like, you can't blame Roethlisberger for Juju, but. Maybe it was the emergence of the other guys. I don't know. But Juju, I feel like, took a big uh, uh, downgrade this year. And like you were just saying, he's a free agent now. And oh, yeah. when, you're, when you're on your contract year, you're trying to eat. And he did the exact opposite of eating. So He's been, he's been eating in the TikTok community. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, though, about Claypool. Because I feel like Ben's always been that quarterback in his career where he likes to hone in on one guy. Like, he's had A.B., when he had AB, it was Ben and AB. That offense was Ben and AB. Yep. He didn't really throw to anyone else. So when he found Claypool, I think he might have reignited that little thing like in himself where he thought, oh, this is my guy again, and really hurt Juju in the process. De- Deontay, too. Like, the- Deontay's yeah, yeah. getting, yeah. like, 12 targets a night. Like, regardless if he's catching or not, like, I know sometimes he's got the drops. <laughs> but, like, that, too, like, those two emerging and then – 
yeah, people like they kind of changed Juju's role almost. Like he became the inside guy rather than an outside receiver. So in that case, like it's what does he want his role to be? Like if he was to go back to Pittsburgh, does he want to be that inside in between the hash type of guy, or does he want to try and go back to being an outside threat that he was like with AB by his side? Mm. But we're going to move away from that and we're going to go to the playoffs. So playoffs starting about an hour Colts bills. What are we feeling? Bills. I, I'm feeling the upset. I think Jonathan Taylor might be able to run all over this defense. Yeah, um, I like. I think the Bills win. I I think they win, but <laughs> I like this is like the, honestly like the one game where I I wouldn't be shocked if this is where like the upset came, just because like the experience of Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Reich, their head coach, has done it as the offensive coordinator in Philly. Won them the Super Bowl with that. And then, if that defense can lock in for sixty minutes, like they got a good chance to just cause havoc on Allen. Like if DeForest Buckner can get to him, Xavier Rhodes in the in the secondary locks up Diggs. You know Darius Leonard's going to be all over the field. Oh yeah. Uh, something interesting I wanted to point out is uh, the Colts are one of the most zone-heavy teams defensive-wise in the NFL. And Josh Allen has all season immensely struggled against zone coverage. So against man coverage, he's actually thrown 25 touchdowns to two interceptions. And against zone, he's thrown 11 touchdowns to eight interceptions. So this might pose a big problem in the air for him. Yeah, I feel like you got you to gotta try, and especially in like a playoff game like this and then being the first playoff game of like the year two, I feel like you gotta try and establish Singletary and Moss early on. And like I know, like they're not the most household names in in the backfield, but if they can just provide you like stability and like the threat of running the ball, it can only help Allen, especially like as you said, in where he struggles in zone coverage. Like that's gonna help immensely going forward for him. Hmm. Yeah, I think, okay, I you think said, Bills- Michael, you said Bills just. Right away. What are you, you said all it's over the- rational? Yeah, are you yeah. All on the Bills wagon? I'm on the Bills wagon this this uh playoffs, I think. Kid, like, that's an AFC East team. You think how they go can, all the way? How can we hop on the Bills wagon? I don't know, dude. They're they're fun to watch. Jo- like like Tyler said earlier, like Josh Allen just like like just watching Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs has been like has just been fun to watch this season in my opinion. And just like that Bill that Bills offense is just like I don't know. I feel like you just don't know what's coming. Like, I've they've run so many trick plays. They're just they're just fun to me, you know. Just like sitting there watching yeah, football, and you're like, oh, okay, football. okay, they're gonna pitch it to uh, uh, the guy's name's escaping me right now, but and then to throw it to Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's gonna catch it in, in the end zone. Like, <laughs> Stephon Diggs is just a beast. Like we were talking about. He like I've been a Stephon Diggs guy for a while. Like I I used to watch the Vikings games just because I like Stephon Diggs. And yeah, I don't know. Cool. I think their offense is just like, I think it's going to be too much. Like you, like you said, the zone thing, um, that that's a little bit worrisome, but I don't know. The Colts offense does not scare me. If they stop Jonathan Taylor, Phillip Rivers doesn't scare me at all in the passing game. And I think, I think the Bills could hang a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, I do think that the Bills end up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, just like you said, like the Bills is just the most, 
modern day NFL offense that like you see, you see these trick plays, you see these end arounds. It's like college. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like there's been, there's been points where it's out there and you just see like Josh Allen, he just looks like he's having just so much fun because <laughs> exactly. They're just lighting, they're just lighting teams up. Phil's mafia. <laughs> so I might have to, he's about to break out have, the table. I might have to take a trip. Um, so then the second game today is the three six in the NFC. We got the Rams versus the Seahawks, and like I, honestly, like this is like probably the most like least appealing game to me if Goff doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if Goff doesn't play, it's it's like why? Like, do you really expect John Walford to win you? <laughs> A playoff yeah, game. What's the what's the even point if, if <laughs> golf doesn't play? Yeah, like I don't know, and it's like it's Russ. He's at home in the playoffs. Like the guy just I mean, can't cook. I mean, been, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, I was gonna say Russ has been. Uh, he's looked touchable lately. These oh last yeah, couple since, of games since week uh, nine. He was like I saw it in terms of like fantasy purposes. Like week nine through week nine, he was like number one in every category, and people were like, oh. This guy's got the MVP locked up, yeah. whatever. And then, like, since then, the last, like, half of the season, he's been just, like, a little above average, but, like, nothing crazy. And, like, his yeah. touchdown-to-interception ratio has gone, like, way down. Yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was Jalen Ramsey put the absolute clamps on DK last time they played. He, caught, yeah. he held him to, like, two catches for, like, I think, like, 30-something yards. That's – yeah, I was just going to say that when I was looking up uh like some stats and stuff before the pod it was it said that uh the last two matchups this year between the rams and the seahawks lockett and dk have eight catches combined in two games eight catches and that's probably a tribute to uh jalen ramsey and the guy lined up across from on the other side the other corner so i don't know i i was like sold on the seahawks and i still am sold on the seahawks but if golf plays and Ramsey can clamp, I mean, it could be a good game. Aaron Donald, we all know, is just the Seahawks. The Seahawks have won ten straight home games in the playoffs. So like, yeah. and they're seven and one at home this year. Yeah. So like, you got to think like that is a factor. But the only thing that really like scares me about the Seahawks is like that defense is so hit or miss. Like some yeah. game, some games they'll play extremely well, and you're like, okay, if you just play like this. Russ can take you to the promised land. But then there's some games where it's like they're giving up six touchdowns, like seven touchdowns. You're like, oh, like what can what can the offense do if you just mm-hmm. simply can't stop anyone? Yeah. So I feel Jamal like if Adams you want to make a run. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Jamal Adams is coming banged up too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if you want to make a run, one, you got to stay healthy, obviously. And two, like, that defense just has to be serviceable because, like, you know if the offense is clicking, like, they're going to keep you in any game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. To see, I was sold on Russell Wilson for MVP. I think we talked about it in our uh, group message, like yeah, I, I after like lock. week six. It was like plus two hundred. I was like, oh, that seems very enticing. And then, you know, but I, I, I did read another thing. It was um, the Seahawks defense have allowed like sixteen points per game over the last eight, which was the league best. Which is an I mean. interesting like, stat. If they can, if they can ride that, if they can ride that in, then I think they'll be good. But I don't know. I think. If Goff doesn't play, I think it's going to be a blowout. I, I'd, I'd have no faith in that backup quarterback to get <laughs> any offense going. They're just going to hand the ball to Cam Akers and be like, hopefully go run around and get some yards, huh? 
Yeah, McVay. Go get 190 gonna, again, would you? McVay's gonna have to pull <laughs> something out of his sleeve to do that, like some end arounds to Cooper Cup and Robert yeah. Woods. Like Acres is gonna have to go crazy. Like Ramsey might have to take a pick to the house. Like find <laughs> uh, I was su- I was surprised. I thought Cooper Cup had an off season. He still had like 950 yards. He just only got in the end zone three times. So he's consistent. I'd say it was a, an off season for the entire Rams offense. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's on the nightcap is the box, right? Oh yeah. Box in the football team. This is my most exciting game, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of today, of today, at least. I don't know. Like watching, I, I, watching the, I'm excited to watch like the box on offense versus like the football team's defense. Because yeah, I agree. I think that football team's defense is like really, really good. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, like, I'm not trying to watch like Taylor Heineke throw the ball if he's splitting reps with Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like I was thinking about it too, about this Bucks offense is one of the best offenses in the league versus the Washington defense, which I think was like second ranked overall in the league. But then the flip side of it, like the Bucks defense is is pretty solid. And now you're putting Alex Smith and whoever the other guy was you just said, like Heineke. Mm-hmm. I'd never even heard of the guy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and now he's and now he's starting in a playoff, splitting reps in a playoff game because Alex Smith's calf's hurting. Like, I don't know. I think the Bucks are gonna put like I'm. I think they're gonna put like thirty points on the board. Yeah, That's the only thing I worry about the uh, Washington football team defense is corner. Everything else I love there, but these wide receivers—they're literally three deep, four deep. Yeah, it's gonna be a big problem, I think. The one thing, the one thing that's hurt Tom like throughout his career is pressure. Like if mm-hmm. you can get uh, pressure on him and like force him to get the ball out early, he can struggle. Yeah. And like if there's one thing that the football team can do, yeah, is get pressure. You yeah, have Sweat no, and Young can get can get in the backfield. Yeah, you have Sweat. You have Young. You got Jonathan Allen and, and Deron Payne like uh, in the middle. The linebackers will come in, so I feel like that's going to be the way that they gotta they gotta try and win the game is just pressure the heck out of Tom and force him to just make early reads and whatnot, get him off the field, and then kind of play the time possession game almost, and just kind of wear down the clock and keep him away from the ball. Mm-hmm. So, Junior, I know you're going with the box. Tyler, are you taking the are you taking the football team or are you taking the box? Um. I'll take the football team to cover. Okay. Minus nine. Yeah, it is a big spread. Okay. I think the Bucks will win, though. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's just Tom Brady in the playoffs. And outside of that Titans game last year, I mean, I said it all last year that, you know, it was a decline for Tom, and then he comes and does this with the with the yeah, uh, the Bucks. But 40, maybe he just needed a little change of scenery. But <laughs> It's the weather. I don't know. I don't know. This Bucks offense is, is – Absurd to me. Yep. Dude, yeah. AB's come in and he's been playing extremely well too. Like you yeah. got AB, you got AB, you got. How, how do you get three? How do you get three corners to cover Godwin, Evans, and AB? How, how do you like cover? Like you can't even zone in on one guy. The other guy's going to mm-hmm. go off. And Scotty Miller's been a big target for Brady too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That offense is dynamic. Yeah, plus Gronk, too. You just need Ronald Jones to, like, yeah, run a little – get 50 yards to open up the field a little bit for Tom. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious to see if Chase Young, he said he wants Tom. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I think he'll get a sack. I think he oh, will yeah. too. Uh, I think 20 years he, difference right there. He's going to play a big role in this game. If they come out first possession, three and out, he gets a huge sack. This could go right Washington's way. Yeah. Do they have, do they have fans there? <laughs> Uh, they're playing in Washington, right? It's probably not. It's so probably not. Yeah, I'm not I know sure. the bills. I know the bills are getting fans. Yeah, those those tickets were ten point five k. Were they really? Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, the bills are getting like a decent amount of fans today. First time all year, like they like the state of New York just like allowed them to have it. I don't know if it's because of the playoff game. Oh, and they're, like, yeah. well, probably because probably because up in Buffalo, it's like probably yeah, yeah. non-existent. Uh so then tomorrow we got. Baltimore at Tennessee to start the day. And like this, we saw the game last year. And I think I think we're gonna get the same outcome again. Like I'll pick I'll pick the Titans. I just I'll take the Titans too at home. I can't I just I don't know. Look, I've just seen the, the Lamar episode in the playoffs the last two years and I can't like physically get myself behind it. Like if you stop him running the ball and you force him to just strictly become a pocket passer, it's it's gonna That's be a over. long day, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then you just have this guy on the other side named Derrick Henry, who's just an absolute nightmare. Exactly. That's I think single handedly won that game for them last year. Yep. I think uh I don't know. I think it's a little disrespectful for Vegas to make the Titans underdogs at home with with Derrick Henry's 2,000 yards. Well, first of all, even if he didn't get 2,000 yards, we know what Derrick Henry can do, and we know what he did last year. Yeah. But then you have Tannehill coming off uh, his career high in passing touchdowns, and like I mentioned earlier, the emergence of A.J. Brown. Like, I don't know. You don't sleep on Corey Davis either. He came back. No, I know. That's what I was just going to say too. Corey Davis, he got drafted so high, and everybody wrote him off. And now I think Mm -hmm. he's a free agent as well. Yeah, he and he he played like I mentioned earlier. He played like he wants to get paid. So I don't know. I like that. I think it's going to be a big uh, game up front for the D linemen because you got Lamar Dobbins and Gus Edwards running the ball on one side, and then you got Derrick Henry on the other side running. So those defensive yeah. linemen are going to have to uh, stand up and hold their own. Dobbins Dobbins has been huge for them down the stretch, and like. Last week they hung like 400 rushing yards on the Bengals and like granted it was like the Bengals D and they had really like nothing to play for but like still 400 is 400 you can't really, oh yeah you can't really doubt that so yeah I think as you said up front's gonna be a huge battle in like determining who ultimately yeah. wins this game I was I was shocked to find out that um the Titans didn't have one Pro Bowler offensive lineman and Derrick Henry rushed for 2,000 yards like I think that's absurd to me like those guys you just know do their job yeah do it well just, and just open just, up the open up the gaps one. granted Derrick Henry can make a two yard what should be a two yard gain into a 58 yard gain but <laughs> off one stiff arm yeah yeah um, so. I think that's that's a good game tomorrow I mean I'll be excited to watch that one I'll take I'll take the Titans in that I also will take the Titans yeah I agree so then what, what the hell is the name of the game then? Oh, the the Saints, Saints and the Bears. Yeah. Give like give me the Saints all day long. I don't, <laughs> like that might be the nine league. and a half. You're still comfortable with that? Yes. I'm not. I'm not trusting Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> in yeah. the playoff game. Again, like yeah, they've been hot and whatnot, but like, and 
the NFL kind of made it so because Kamara, his like end of quarantine is today. So, yeah, like, so he's the, good to go, right? Yeah. So if the game was played today, he wouldn't have been able to play. But since mm. it's tomorrow, he'll be good to go. So like the guy's gonna come in fresh. He hasn't played in, since he scored six touchdowns or whatever. So like yeah, he's just gonna come in and just absolutely light up that Bears defense. And like I know they have a Pro Bowl snub in Roquan Smith, but like how much can you really stop Kamara? Like you just and, gotta kind of keep him in check, especially now with Breeze back. Like yeah, and Michael Thomas completely healthy. Yeah, now. MT's gonna be back. Uh, Sanders has looked better recently. And then you just have that weapon in Taysom Hill as well. Well, he's been – he has a concussion. I don't know. He, he's, like, questionable right now. Taysom has a concussion? Yeah, he's limited in practice this week. Interesting. Either way. I don't think it's that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it will affect it. <laughs> Either way, take the Saints. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that game's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like, uh, yeah. The Bears haven't beat the Saints since 2008. <laughs> yeah, I would have rather see the Vikings. Or the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah Cardinals. Card- um, yeah, that would have been it. Yeah. And then to cap off wild card weekend, we got the rematch of last week. We got the Browns and Steelers. Are we going to see the same outcome? Are we going to see the Steelers win now with their A team playing as the Steelers players would say that their practice squad was basically playing last week? <laughs> uh, I think one of the biggest things, first of all, is Stefanski being out. Uh, so the playbook i i don't know what i honestly if i'm the new head coach in there i'm gonna say stick with the same plays we've been running all year i'm not gonna try any funny stuff in the playoffs just stick with what we know go out there as if stefanski was still there yeah yeah getting get nick chubb and kareem hunt going opens up the field Mm. i agree i think you're gonna have to feed chubb early on and like like as much as like like cliches like it sounds like obviously like, there's going to be nerves there for bake so yeah. like i feel like just feed chubb early like establish it get him in a rhythm get bake a little like easy throws going and then you can start airing it out but i think it's going to come down to just both defenses honestly yeah. like, how well is like is denzel ward gonna be active like do we know yet um i didn't know that was a problem he was questionable the last time i thought yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he's I don't out. Think he's, he's out. Officially out. That's tough. Yeah, I think the Steelers' defense is gonna have to play like the number one defense. T.J. Watt's gonna have to get to the ball. I don't know. I, I think it's. Yeah. I think that's that's gonna be a good game. I don't think it's gonna. What's this? What's the line on that? I'm assuming the Steelers are favored. Yeah, five and a half. Five. Steelers are favored by five and a half. It was. It's, it started out as three, and then. Once Stefanski got out, it got up one. It's probably higher now with Ward just being ruled out. Yeah. yeah. Might have jumped half a point. I think that's huge. Yeah. Screw it. Uh, Give me the Browns. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. Juju, my, bo- my boy Juju is going to have to step up a little. <laughs> he's going to have to answer for that quote. <laughs> nah. he's, he's about to get smacked out there. He, did, Wait, he didn't say? learn from the Bengals. He didn't learn from getting popped on that slant in the Bengals game. I can read the full quote for you. It said, um, so this was Juju. He said, I think they're still the same Browns that have played every year. I think they're nameless great faces. They have a couple good players on their team, but at the end of the day, the Browns are the Browns. It's AFC North football. They're a good team. I'm just happy we're playing them again. 
And I feel like that second half got cut off in almost every single report, which is a little unfair to him. But yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like it just ended with like it's the Browns. Yeah, and yeah. their nameless great I didn't faces. Even, I, know, I didn't even hear the second part of that. So yeah, yeah. they must have they must have done him a little dirty. <laughs> he's kind of wild for that. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. he hasn't played all that great, and he's been talking a lot of smack. So. Yeah, that was kind of reckless. It, remind, it reminds me of the Debo ranking Ohio State 11. Like, you just don't give a team that bulletin board material before a huge game like that. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, You're I just think, firing them up. Yeah, I do think that that's going to fire them up. And, like, you said, like, the Bengals, like, obviously, like, they might not go out and, like, start headhunting the guy. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That, that talks a big game before a playoff game. Yeah, and, it's uh, just like it's on. It is a divisional matchup, so it's unneeded extra fuel that he just gave them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they're he, already coming in. They know they're the underdogs. They know they don't have their head coach. They don't. They he, don't have their. He's kind of dumb. For it. Like, like they have. <laughs> they have guys missing, and Juju yeah, just comes if, out. And if says I'm that. Tomlin, I'm, I'd be furious. Yeah, yeah. that that should be a, a pretty. Especially good after game all this well. TikTok crap they just had going on, they talked to him about it. Yeah, so I'll take. Like, regardless if, like, you were just looking at the spreads or sh- stuff like that, like, just, like, straight up to win, I would take – I'm going to take the Browns to win. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Honestly, I think Denzel Ward being out is absolutely massive, and I think these wide receivers are just going to have a field day. Yeah, I think I think the Steelers win. Don't I don't know if they cover. I think it's going to be a good game, but um... – yeah, I, I think the Steelers' defense comes in, and, and Bake is going to be a little nervous, like you mentioned, Brett. Biggest game of his career. It's possible. Yeah. So it's, then, it's just, the Browns, it's crazy, too. Like, no OBJ, and they play better without OBJ. Too <laughs> <laughs> much. So then that moves us to next week, where we'll see the return of the Chiefs. We'll see the return of the Pack. So the since we all had the Seahawks and the Saints, they would play each other, and then the Packers would play um, the Bucks, Bucks, which is two like phenomenal games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in those two, I think I would probably take the Pack and the the Seahawks. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks played the Pack earlier in the season. It was Aaron Rodgers' worst game. He had like 150 passing yards, and that was it. And it was like a 38 to seven game. I don't think that happens again. Yeah, and like the full healthy core now. It might have been when Lazard was out, and you had a couple of injuries going on. It was like week five, I think. Yeah, something like that. And Devonta didn't play either because mm-hmm. he yeah. missed. He missed like two. The to best riders here in football, low key. That's yeah, bad. that's facts. So like, yeah, I don't. And then like you have to account for the fact that there's probably going to be some sort of weather like in that game snow <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna simulate the snow <laughs> like something's gonna, <laughs> something's gonna happen it's green bay so i don't know i feel like i personally think like this packers team is destined to go to Super Bowl. like everything's kind of just like aligning for them like rogers is motivated, pissed off, all about this Jordan Love crap that they drafted mm-hmm. him in the first round, didn't get him a weapon. And, like, as you said, Devontae is just absolutely unguardable at this point. Like, you can throw two guys at him, which teams still don't. Like, they just allow their corner to just get absolutely cooked at the line. 
and he's just seems to be always open. And then you have Aaron Jones, you have the emergence of Lazardi, you have the emergence of Tanyan, like mm-hmm. there's so many yeah. like, unheralded guys who have just played such a big role for them. And then yeah, Aaron Rodgers MVP. Yeah, I agree. Lockdown corner. I'm, I'm on that wave too. I think the Packers were my pick too. I think that team's built perfectly. Yeah. I'm I think that the NFC championship is just gonna be them versus uh the pack. And then we like we saw it last year, like they won in Green Bay again in the divisional round. So I think the same thing will happen. Mm-hmm. Like the obviously both of them don't have like the greatest defense, but I would have more faith probably in the Packers than the Seahawks if it came down to it. Yeah. No, I'm just going to pose a question to you two. Theoretically, the Packers go on to win it. Do you just kind of blow it up? Like you let Aaron Jones walk. You let a couple wide receivers walk. You sign some guys. You draft some guys. I think, I think personally, like right now, I think personally Aaron Jones is walking regardless. Yeah, even if he gets the money he wants? I just, like, you don't need – if he's going to be asking for, like, Ezekiel Elliott, like, tight money of, like, mm-hmm. upwards of $12 million, you don't need to pay that much. And you just wasted a second-round pick on A.J. Dillon. And, like, yeah, you saw what he yeah. did in that one game where he had a chance to go. Like, I had two touchdowns and 120 yards. Mm-hmm. You can bring back Jamal Williams on, like, a cheaper deal and you just – mix match them two together and rather than using that money to sign Aaron Jones go and sign a guy like Will Fuller to play up on the other side of Devontae and then Rodgers has all these weapons to play with yeah and then in the AFC next weekend we would get Chiefs Titans Bills Steelers yeah, you guys would get you guys would get Chiefs, Titans, Bills, Steelers. I You'd would get, get Chiefs, Browns, Bills, Titans. Yep. I would take in my case, I would take the Chiefs, obviously. Yep. And probably the Bills. I feel like those two are just on like a collision course for the AFC title game. Yeah, I'd take the Chiefs yeah, easily. I agree. And then the Bills Steelers is super interesting because the defense, the secondary is just unreal in uh, Pittsburgh. Didn't and, didn't the Bills beat them earlier this year too? Yeah, they did. I think. Yeah, well, I think they did. Um, I know the, first the, loss. the. Hold on, I'll find it. I'm pretty. Yeah, I know they. The Steelers, I know they, the Steelers had their yeah, corners yeah. banged up. Are they all healthy again? Hayden, uh, Hayden's out with COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he'd be ready for the second uh, round theoretically. Well, well, yeah, that's next week. We got we got a week. He'd be back. Um, the Bills that's be a really good game. Bills Steelers. Yeah, the Bills gave him their second straight loss after they lost that game to the football team. Yeah, twenty six to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Ben had a horrible game. Yeah, I would take if that was the matchup. I would take the Bills, but I think they would even beat the Titans as well. It's just like Allen, as we kind of said earlier, like Josh Allen just taking his game to a new level where it's going to be tough to kind of stop that. Yeah, I think it's destined for Bills, Chiefs, absolute shootout in the AFC title game. They they could hang like 60 points. Yeah, that'd be... Not each, each, combined. (laughs) Combined. 
That'd be that'd be a nice watch. I would I would easily take the Chiefs in that game. I don't know. That team is just it's so hard to stop. Yeah, it's there's not so even many fair. guys that you have to like worry about. Uh, yeah, I think it would come down to one or two plays. Yeah, but you're taking the Bills. Whichever's defense steps up first, whoever makes a pick or a fumble. Yeah. But you're taking the Bills, buddy. I don't know. I'd love to see the Bills. You gotta ri- you gotta ride it out at this. I, point. I gotta, they're, yeah, in I our, gotta... they're in our division. Why you like this? <laughs> I know. I gotta I, I gotta ride. I don't know. They're fun. I gotta ride them out. <laughs> Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is different. I I don't know. I'm just not one to hop on the wagon for. Well, I'm not hopping on the wagon. I just think that team's literally not fair. Yeah. No. Yeah. The offense is. That's what I mean. I think there's gonna be 30 points apiece, and whatever <laughs> defense can stop the other one. Yeah. So. The Chiefs Bills have the two top offenses in the league, or maybe the mm-hmm. Bucks are up there too, but I think the Packers are one. I don't know. Either way. It's like, yeah, they're all like top five offenses. Yeah. I think my Super Bowl prediction going into the playoffs would be like as boring as it sounds, would be the two one seeds in yep. the Packers <laughs> and the Chiefs. Yeah. I'd love to see the Pack when it's such a sleeper, like I mean it's just like a boring prediction, but yeah, it, like it is boring. But like, <laughs> I agree I with it completely. Like, I just feel like both teams are playing at like such a high level, and like now I've seen the Chiefs win in like a bunch of different ways. Like I've seen them play a game where they scored like fourteen points and like won a game. No, yeah, they'll be down twenty at half. Come out and just slings three touchdowns. And yeah, obviously you know they can hang thirty up and a half. So I I just feel like they're gonna. They're just gonna like kind of walk their way to the Super Bowl, but I'm gonna give it to the Pack to win it all. I'm gonna agree the same way. Aaron Rodgers gonna be thirsty for another. That's ring. what I'm saying. Like the guy, be, this is probably his last shot, realistically. Yeah, he's just a man on a mission, and like the second year of him and Lafleur, like they've kind of been clicking so much better. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, Adams, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers came out of the season with something to prove, so. Are you picking the pack too? No, you're picking the Bills. <laughs> nah, nah, see, you have Bills think, pack. Yeah, you have Bills pack. <laughs> see that that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't want to see the Chiefs cruise again. Like I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm you know, Pat, uh, Pat's fan, Tom Brady, Mahomes is playing great. I don't know. I don't I'm want to see the Chiefs. Like I don't want to see another dynasty down in the fourth by ten. I don't want to see another dynasty. You're already witnessing it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to see the pack win. I feel like they're just like every single year they just light it up and then something happens. So yeah. I don't know. I feel that. I, I want to see Rogers well, going to Disney one more time. Whether it's yeah, whether it's packs, packs, chief, pack, bills, pack, whoever. I don't know. The offense I think is going to be it's going to be a high scoring game again. I hope none of that thirteen three crap again. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a boring Super Bowl of all time. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before before we wrap, we'll go away from professional ranks, scamper down to the college level. Monday night, you got this Ohio State team that just lit up Clemson, led by Fields with six touchdowns, and then you have this Alabama team that no one has been able to stop all year long. The Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. Is anyone going to give me the Ohio State Buckeyes? 
I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I want. I want to do it as well. I'm gonna do it. I that wanted per- that performance. I, dude, I want it. I want it so bad. But like, Fields' performance last game was masterful. Like some of these throws with probably two broken ribs were absolutely unreal. Yeah, apparently though, like he like didn't break a rib or have a cracked rib. But then he said like after practice like when he throws sometimes like his ribs hurt like dude, he, he probably like splinted bumped. it or something yeah. he, he, he might have got a bone bruise on his ribs i don't know he he took a hit so <laughs> he took a hit yeah <laughs> i got I, know, I would love i would love to see ohio state win just because uh yeah i'm just sick of alabama <laughs> every uh yeah it's but you know Najee harris and Devonte smith are yeah i was gonna say dynamic. i'm worried I'm very worried about Devonta Smith on Sean Wade. <laughs> very worried, especially after what we just saw last game. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's like – I don't even want to say, like, if you can contain Devonta, you can win because, like, it's – as we've you seen can. all year, like, you can't contain him. So. I don't know. If, if you Waddle, put, Waddle comes back. Yeah, if Waddle that, comes back too. That's is, he, anyway, is that actually a thing? Oh, next year game, you're saying. No, game oh, time no, decision. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus, which I don't know. That, that's questionable to me, especially <laughs> if he's going to declare to rush him back. Because like I don't, yeah, pushing I don't think you need him. If Alabama's going to win, I don't think Waddle's going to be reason they win. Like you have Devontae Smith, you have uh, Najee Harris. I mean, as much as I hate Mac Jones, he's all he has to do is throw the ball to Devontae Smith. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just I think Ohio I, State's going to play with a huge chip on their shoulder, and I think they can make it interesting. I. I think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, Fields, Fields is going to have to give, like, another, like, legendary performance. And, like, I want I want them to win. But, yeah, I'm taking the Buckeyes. <laughs> I'm manifesting there it. Is. it. I'm manifesting it. Yeah. I'm manifesting it. <laughs> Speak it into existence, kid. But, like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be tough. I agree. Fields literally has to play perfect like he just yeah. did. And then Trey Sermon has to have another monster game. Yeah, and like he's been great the last two yeah. games, big yeah. championship, and then dude's finding every hole. Yeah, so like he's been fantastic. It's kind of just like who's gonna step up. Like you know, Alave is gonna do something, but like I feel like they gotta find just one more like consistent guy just to like spell Fleming. The game incoming. Feed Rock two touchdowns again. <laughs> Low key. I don't know, maybe, like, it's the end of the year. Like, the freshmen are finally, like, okay. Yeah. Maybe like Yeah, the Ohio State freshmen are kind of uh, – Yeah, like, maybe maybe Julian Fleming's like, hey, I was the number one receiver in this class. Like, mm-hmm. I'll break out now. Why not? Like, kind of like what Devontae did his freshman year when Tua came in and caught the game winning touchdown against Georgia. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? If it's, like, if it's close, I would – I would be more confident in fields. I think they got to keep it close as much as possible. Like if you let Alabama go down and score on their first drive, it's yeah, going to be tough, especially like if they're just converting first down after first down, like you're not even like getting a stop. Like it's going to be tough. Yeah. I yeah. think Ohio state has a lot more to play for. Just everybody's been doubting them. Like even just going back to, the fact that the Big Ten had to change the rule for them to even play in the Big Ten championship to get to get that sixth game to be eligible for the college football playoff. Like, I don't know. I feel like they've just dodged a lot of hurdles. 
and I think they're playing with a huge chip on their shoulder, and they're coming off a massive win against Clemson, so they're going to ride that into the, only allow into like, the title game. They only allow under, like, 90 rushing yards a game. So, like, if they could potentially take Najee out of the game, that changes so much. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, now they're kind of one-dimensional on that offense because you, you have to feed Devontae Smith the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the other Alabama wide receivers are probably five-star recruits as well, but yeah. – the he- the Heisman Trophy winner, seventeen hundred all purpose yards, twenty touchdowns, like that's First the guy. Wide AP player of the year. Yeah, that's the guy right there. Yeah, no, I to- I totally agree. It's it's gonna be interesting to say the least. And like oh, they they got what is it, like seven and a half Alabama, right? Or something like that? Yeah, I think it's like eight Bama. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. They're like yeah. They don't want to put it too high, obviously, because then people, like, in terms of a betting world, like, you would just – everyone would just hammer Ohio State due to that line. But 8-7-8 eight, eight is kind of intriguing because it's like, all right, does Alabama just absolutely blow the doors off the place or does Fields and Ohio State keep it close? I think they'll definitely keep it close. I, I hope, hope so. so. This defense – I mean, the offense is definitely a lot more dynamic than Notre Dame's. Oh, yeah. That's not a fun game to watch at all. Yeah. All right. That'll wrap us for episode six here on the final frame. I got to thank my boys again for joining. No, no Dan today. I just had to step in and y'all killed it, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have the boys. (laughs) I know you guys, I know you guys love the mock drafts. We'll we'll bring you back. Can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I'll see you guys all next week. Episode 7 will be here.